Getting married was one of the best days of my life. The vows were awesome. Through sickness and health, till death do us part. I always ask myself if that health part included mental health. Here we are. Welcome back. Thanks again for listening to Relatively Normal. I'm your host, Mark Paisant. Let's jump right into it because today I'm going to talk about something very personal, very close, very important to a lot of us, and that is marriage. That's being married, that's having a wife or a husband, and how to be in that relationship with either depression or anxiety. So in this case, me being the one with the perpetual anxiety and the symptoms of depression, uh, living with my wife and being in a happy marriage and how we keep that going and what steps we've taken to include mental health along with physical health in our relationship. So to put everything in perspective, my wife and I have been together for a long time. We're about to celebrate our ninth wedding anniversary. We've actually been together for almost 20 years. We dated for about 10 years before we got married. There's a lot of stuff that happened before. We were in different states. We graduated, my, my wife graduated before me. Um, a lot of things that happened. We lived together. We didn't live together. So um, a lot of things just came together to um, allow us to get married at the time we did, and I'm glad we did because we both got a chance to mature through our 20s and become better adults, uh, better friends, and uh, that all led to us having such a great relationship and a great marriage now. But what I want to talk about right now is kind of the path we have taken in regard to my mental well-being. My wife knows a lot about my mental health now. She did not know a lot about it before. And that's not just her. That's a lot, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of my family. But I have taken a, I, I've made a conscious effort to actually include her in all of my feelings now so she can be aware of my emotions, my feelings, and also that opens a line of communication for her to be open with her emotions and feelings when she might feel a certain way and need a friend to talk to about it. So back in the day, when I was kind of lying to myself, um, not thinking that anything was wrong with me, not that anything's wrong with me, but not thinking I had an issue that needed therapeutic help. Uh, back when I was going through some issues with my family, back when I was going through some, uh, you know, weight gain, I had self-confidence issues. And this is back uh, in, in, my, in my mid to late 20s. So um, actually, maybe before that too, I did a lot of um, 
you know, things that I thought was, was that would make me feel good that led me down a, a darker road. So a lot more drinking, a lot more partying, a lot more eating. Um, I talked about in the last episode about my body image issues, but um, I never opened up to my wife about how I was feeling. I never opened up to her about what I was going through at work, what I was going through with my parents at the time, what I was going through with my family. I kept everything inside. And I'll tell you why I kept everything inside, and I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it was foolish pride. I really felt that, one, I really wasn't going through something. I just had to will myself out of bad feelings or feelings of insecurity or anxiety. And two, I really felt if I opened up to someone close to me, I was just burdening them with my troubles. My thought was that everybody went through something, and who am I to put all this on someone else? If I were to open up to somebody as close to me as my wife is, then I would just be burdening burdening her life more. Here's the thing about relationships, or at least relationships to me. When there is an open dialogue, when there is an open communication from both parties, the relationship cannot progress. It can't go forward. And it took me a long time to realize that. But I'm not alone. So many people with some sort of mental illness with depression, with anxiety, feel like they're a burden on the world, a burden to others. And to take it to a drastic point, and, and, you know, we hate to talk about suicide, but people who commit suicide, a high number of them feel that they're burdens to other people. And the world would be better without them. And that's unfortunate, but that is the mindset of a lot of people who live with out handling their mental health. So I remember going into my first few therapy sessions when I kind of hit rock bottom back in my late 20s. And I remember the questions I was asked about how I verbalized my feelings to my wife and to my, my, my close friends. I couldn't answer the question. There was no answer. I didn't verbalize it. I didn't come out and speak to, you know, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, but when she was my girlfriend, I didn't, I didn't come out and tell her how I felt. I, I bottled everything in. You know, because she was either in law school, she was looking for a job, she was a lawyer, she was studying for the bar, whatever she was going through, I felt that she had enough that she was going through that I needed to figure out a way to handle all of this on my own. 
And it wasn't till I got a few months in where I really started to open up and, and not open up all the way. I still was very tempered in how I did it. Every once in a while, I, I tell my wife that I was feeling sad or anxious or, or upset about something, but I wouldn't go deeper. I wouldn't tell her all of my feelings, how, how sad I was or how jumpy my emotions were. So fast forward a few years. And it was a conversation that we had, and I really wish I could remember the day and time, but it was a conversation that I started by saying, hey, I want to honestly and truthfully let you know how I feel right now so you kind of understand what's going through my head. It wasn't a deep conversation. It was just an open and frank conversation about a minor thing in my life that was setting off triggers, that was making my heart jump, that was forcing me into panic attacks. And she just listened. And that's all I needed her to do. And so now, I have more of those conversations with her, but if I can backtrack for a second, and anybody who is married to the love of their life or or in a relationship with someone very close to them or, or has a best friend that knows them well, they'll know this next part. My wife knew when I was going through something. She knew my idiosyncrasies. She knew my mannerisms. She knew exactly when something was really bothering me because I reacted the same way every time. I was distant. I didn't react to things she was telling me. I was aloof. I was looking off to the side. I I didn't react to things she was saying. And of course, she would ask me, Mark, is something wrong? What's going on? Oh, oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. But now, a, f- a few things. One, because I, I, I deal with anxiety and depression a much more productive way. I, I exercise and um, I try to get some blood flowing, get some energy out so I can think clearly. It's funny. My wife will tell me, hey, do you need to go for a run? And that's, that's kind of her code phrase for, hey, I can tell something is bugging you, something's wrong. Why don't you go do that thing that makes you feel better? And nine times out of ten, I'll go for a run, and I'll come back exhausted, sweaty, get a drink of water, go take a shower, come back downstairs, and we'll have a conversation. And, you know, at the end of this episode, I'm going to go over a specific conversation we recently had 
and how it played out and what I learned about her from opening up and telling her how I really felt. So, to kind of bring this full circle, I think it's, you know, it's probably relationship 101 that there has to be open lines of communication for any relationship to be successful. That's, again, that's relationship 101. Everybody should know that if you don't learn it, you know, before buying the roses, the chocolates, you know, buying the expensive jewelry, um, doing all that stuff, there has to be an open line of communication, especially for people who are really trying to work on their mental health. And once there is that open line of communication, weights become easier to lift. Because anybody in a really good relationship knows that Things should be done together. Issues should be worked out together. Whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's with another family member, whether it's a death in the family, whatever you go through, if you are in a good relationship, the other person wants to carry that burden with you. That goes for mental health. At least for me, it does. Once I got on a path where I understood that my wife was going to carry my burden with me, the issues became smaller. The burdens became lighter. The episodes of depression became shorter. The anxiety didn't linger around as long because I had an ally on my side that was helping me fight through. I had an ally that I could talk to about my therapy sessions. I had an ally I could talk to about how my medication made me feel. And with everything that I have done to combat this, everything I've done to cope with it, whether it's meditation, whether it's exercise, whether it's therapy, whether it's medication, whether it's changing my diet, whatever it is, none of it even gets close to the effect that my opening up to my wife has had on me. She has truly been a guiding light through all of this and hopefully in a future episode I would love to have her on so we can have an open honest discussion about it so other people can hear it so when I talk about opening up to her it works both ways because I'm allowed to tell her things that I felt I had to keep in for the longest time. 
I felt I helped to I had to keep these emotions and feelings in for the longest time. So as I open up to her and she listens, guess what happens next? She gets to open up to me. Because she has a stressful job. She has feelings that plague her. She has negative thoughts. She doesn't have the confidence all the time that I think she has. And when she's able to open up to me about her feelings, and I listen, and I take it in, and be that shoulder for her to lean on, then we're better individually and better as a couple. And I tell you what, there's not a better feeling in the world than being on the same page, on the same playing field, on the same level with the woman you get to wake up next to every morning and fall asleep to or next to every night. So to finish this episode, I wanted to mention or go over um, a conversation that my wife and I had uh, about two weeks ago. And uh, just a quick backstory, um, not a political post, but due to the um, updated tax code and <clears throat> the tax bill that was passed, uh, like a lot of people, my wife and I owed a little more, well, a lot more in taxes than we usually owe. Uh, we owed about $4,000 more this year than we did the year before. So um, we weren't really prepared to pay all of it, so we paid um, about 75% of it. And um, we had put in an extension, and we are just waiting on the bill to come in for the final amount that we owed. We knew it was coming in. Um, and we knew about it was going to come, you know, in July before the August deadline. I go to the mailbox and I, I get the mail and I see the tax bill. And um, it wasn't terrible, but it was it was a good bit of money. It was it was. You know, it was more than a thousand dollars, so um, we knew we were getting it. But immediately when I got it and I opened up. I got this feeling of just being a failure. I had a feeling that my wife was going to blame this on me. It was my fault. And that I was just a huge failure. I was financially irresponsible. All these feelings of just... I can't even explain it now what the feelings were, but they just rushed over me at the mailbox. So I go home and again, let me, again, this is something we knew was coming. This is something we were prepared for. We had the money for it. It, it, it shouldn't have been that big of a deal. Get the bill, pay it, go on with it, you know, prepare ourselves for whatever taxes we're going to owe next year. But I got home and, and told my wife, okay, Hey, we got our, our tax bill, um, 
and we talked about how we should pay it. We talked about if we should, you know, do it in installments just to save a little money. We talked about a lot of stuff. And finally, after about, you know, 10, 15 minutes of discussion, we just, you know, went to the website, paid it, and it was over. But about five minutes later, as I was still having knots in my stomach, still having feelings of anxiety, feelings of the world collapsing around me. I finally said to her, hey, I just want to tell you how I feel when I received this bill. I really felt that you were going to be upset with me. I felt that I was a failure. I felt that I failed you. I felt like you blamed everything on me. I just felt like I made a huge mistake and you were going to suffer because of it. And that's not hyperbole. That's not me exaggerating. That's exactly how I felt. And even talking about it right now is bringing back a few of those feelings. And I'll never forget the next words that came out of her mouth. All she said was, that's not even close. I never have thought that. I especially don't think that now. We knew this was coming. You know, I, I, it's, I don't feel that way. And those were the words I needed to hear. And if I had never spoken up and, be, and, and have been open and honest with her, I never would have got that reassurance from her that I wasn't a failure, that I didn't let her down, that I didn't let our family down. And this one thing didn't ruin our relationship. Thinking back, there were so many conversations in my past that I never started. There were so many lines of communication that I shut because of the burden I felt I would put on other people. And reversing it, I always wanted to be the person that people opened up to and asked for help and asked for assistance. I always wanted to be that person that people could come to, but I never wanted to do the same to others. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had plenty of conversations in my past where I've opened up, but it was very calculated. It was usually issues that were easily fixable. But it wasn't something that I did constantly. And looking back, I really think I did a disservice to myself, to my wife, to my relationship, to some friends, to some family, by not being open and honest with them. And the biggest disservice is I probably did it to myself. Keeping things in hurts. Keeping things in forces me to stay awake at night and think about little molehills that I've just turned into mountains. Keeping things in 
makes me irritable. It used to make me fly off the handle. It used to make me say stupid stuff and react inappropriately. And there's no amount of medication in the world or therapy in the world that can really add up to opening up and being honest with others and being honest with yourself. So if there's anything that you learn from this episode, don't make the same mistakes that I made through my relationship. I have progressed more in the last two years than I did in the previous 10 just because of my willingness to be human. My willingness to say, hey, I don't feel 100% today. This is why. And having someone who's a willing listener makes it so much better. So, again, thank you very much for listening. This has been very therapeutic for me. I hope this has been great for you. Always remember, be safe out there, take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you next time. Relatively Normal is written, produced, and edited by me, Mark Paisant. And as always, if you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.